Let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of 1 Corinthians this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And we'll read here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to 22. Verse 18 reads, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the, of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Let's bow for prayer. Oh God, we are grateful for the opportunity to draw nigh to you and we pray, O oh God in heaven, in the power of your Holy Spirit that you would enable us to draw nigh, that you might draw nigh to us. Teach us from your word. O oh God, we are in need of Wisdom, godly wisdom. Help us, we pray. In order that we might have holy, Christ-centered lives and families. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Seeking godly wisdom for our lives. Seeking godly wisdom for our homes. That's the essence of my message this morning. As we travel throughout Greece and Turkey, Turkey on our Bible study tour, we were privileged to see some of the sites mentioned within the Bible, places like Corinth. Don't worry, pictures are to follow when my wife gets back. We went to some of the main places that Paul the Apostle visited on his second missionary journey recorded for us in the book of Acts. And we also had the privilege of visiting sites, well most of the sites connected to the seven churches of Asia mentioned in Revelation chapter 2 and Revelation chapter 3, places like Ephesus, Laodicea. We also visited some places that are not mentioned in the Bible but are connected 
two biblical sites and events. One of those places was a place called Delphi. The city of Delphi is approximately two hours drive from Corinth. Or you can walk there from Corinth in approximately a day and a half. Delphi to the Greeks was known as the centre of the earth. For it was believed that Zeus, the father Greek god, once upon a time released two eagles from opposite sides of the world and they met in Delphi. So amongst the Greeks, Delphi is the centre of the earth. In the 4th century BC, the city reached its height in power as the sanctuary or holding the temple to the god Apollo. The Greek god Apollo was the god of poetry, the god of uh, games and music. And pilgrims would come to Delphi with a purpose in mind. Pilgrims would come to seek wisdom from the great oracle Pythia, a priestess who gave wisdom in and via the god Apollo. But you had to go to Delphi to get this wisdom. But there was a process in gaining this wisdom from the god Apollo. It involved ritual cleansing, sacrifices in the temple of Apollo. And also there were little rituals that you had to perform in order to be qualified to get this wisdom via this priestess. For example, if you were seeking wisdom in bringing your sacrifice, you had to initially pour cold water on that dead corpse and if it moved, then that meant that you can do business with a god Apollo and he's present. So you can possibly get this wisdom. But if you pour your cold water on this dead corpse and it doesn't move, then Apollo's not available. Out of town. You'll have to come back. No matter how far you've travelled.
So within the pagan world, wisdom was afar. It had to be worked up. And you had to follow a list of religious rituals. But yet there was still no guarantee of getting that wisdom that you are after. And Delphi at its height was the location, quote-unquote, the centre of the earth within the Greek world, that people would come from all over in order to gain wisdom. It's no coincidence that this letter... 1 Corinthians addresses the issue of wisdom. We see it addressed in chapter 1, chapter 2, and leading into chapter 3. Because Delphi is only up the road. It's not far. And no doubt there would have been many individuals... (coughs) From the city of Corinth, a very cosmopolitan Greek city that would have made that trip at one time or another in order to gain wisdom. So the Apostle Paul, as 1 Corinthians begins... At the very forefront, he addresses the issue of wisdom. And he draws a contrast between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. Do we get our wisdom by worldly means by going to places like Delphi? That's what people did within the days of the great Apostle Paul. That's what this place was known for. Or is there a better way for those of us that are Bible-believing Christians? Oh, yes, there is. And this is what the Apostle Paul addresses here in 1 Corinthians, beginning in chapter 1. He compares the foolishness of worldly wisdom with the foundation of godly wisdom found in Jesus Christ. Note there in verse number 18, the Apostle Paul makes it very clear that there is a difference between worldly and godly wisdom. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But to us which are saved, it is the power of God. Amen to that. I missed hearing amens while I was away, by the way. 
I was on tour with a bunch of Christians, but they weren't amening Christians. Good Christian people. Note then verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So there is a difference between godly wisdom. I need to invest in a new Bible. My Bible is literally falling apart. There's only so much sticky tape you can use. Keep your Bible in place and paper clips. Just give me a moment. Okay, all right then, stay there. So there is a difference between godly wisdom and the wisdom of this world. And note then verse number 19, the Apostle Paul spells out under divine inspiration that the foolishness of worldly wisdom, it is foolish because it is not effective. Note then verse 19 once again. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? So as the Apostle Paul addresses this issue of pursuing wisdom and no doubt many within the city of Corinth, And as many of us realize, when we read the book of Corinthians, there were some that were not so spiritual, (laughs) to say the least. So I dare say there were still those Christians that were making this pilgrimage to Delphi in order to gain, drum up wisdom from God. And the Apostle Paul stresses here in verses 19 leading to verse number 20 and he makes the point that this worldly wisdom, this wisdom that is contrary to God is not effective. Bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Why is that? Because it's not true wisdom. Worldly wisdom is not true wisdom. The world is full of worldly wisdom, is it not? In every realm. We are bombarded with the wisdom of this world. And the point is that it's not effective. It doesn't work because it's not Wisdom, true wisdom. For example, we need more women in frontline positions, said the National Labor Financial Leader. The Labor Party. The National Financial Minister, of course she was a woman. She said in order to grow a strong economy, in order for Australia to grow stronger economically, we need more, wi- more
in high profile positions. In other words, we need more women as MPs. We need more women as CEOs. Are you with me this morning? I'm not against women. I married one. My first child was a woman. I love women. My best friend's a woman. My favourite daughter is a woman. But this so-called financial minister of the Labour Party said, if we want to be blessed economically as a nation, then we need to have more women as CEOs, more women as MPs, more women as judges, and the list goes on and on. Really? Really? So have more females running companies, running the country will equate to greater economic prosperity? I don't think so. My Bible teaches me men are to lead women. Are you with me? Men are to lead women. Greater blessing will be when men lead women, not women lead men. There's a vast difference. There's a vast difference. See, worldly wisdom is not effective. It does not work. It's contrary to Scripture. And what this financial minister was saying might sound well and good, it's not biblical. It's not wisdom. It doesn't work. We are constantly hearing of women in high-profile positions being bullied. Are we not? Talk to me. Harassed. Ill-treated. Because they're women. Pastor, are you endorsing that? Of course not. But we wouldn't have women bullied and ill-treated and harassed in high-profile positions if those women would be within the position that God has for them instead of some worldly position. See, God ordained a woman to complete a man. Amen, Pastor. I still believe that. To complete a man in marriage. And to bear children for God's glory. That's God's plan. Worldly wisdom is not effective. And also the Apostle Paul went on to say that worldly wisdom is empty. Not only is it not effective, it doesn't work. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent, but also it is empty, it's void of God. 
It's void of God. Look at verse 21, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom, that is worldly wisdom, knew not God. You will not find God within the realm of worldly wisdom. You will not find life-changing, life-sustaining truth within worldly wisdom. It is empty. It is not effective. It is empty. Worldly wisdom leads to a dead end. And to pursue wisdom on a worldly level is to move afar from God. For example, worldly wisdom would say that we need to work up our salvation by doing that which pleases God. Worldly wisdom would say that we work for salvation. But this is not God's wisdom, nor is it God's way. Because the Bible teaches us, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, not of works, lest any man should boast. There's a sharp contrast. See, the wisdom of this world does not work, it's not effective. That's why homes are breaking down. That's why there are more people in jail. And that's why there are more people with mental illness. Because we have said no to the wisdom of God and we bought the lie of the wisdom of the world but the problem is it's not effective and it's empty, it's void of God because it's only God that can give satisfaction it's only God that can give lasting peace and joy And a person does not come into a relationship with God by works. It is by faith in Christ alone. My friend, you cannot know God by doing it your way. You need to come to God His way. And the Lord Jesus said emphatically, I am the way, the truth, and the life. End of story. Worldly wisdom doesn't work. That's why we have people today that can't control their children. That's why you've seen rat bags in Woolies and Coles at the end of a school day. Well, 
worldly wisdom doesn't work. We're thrown out God's wisdom, we're replaced it with worldly wisdom, and yet we have children today that are not controlled, that are ill-mannered and ill-liked by many of us because they're small brats. And as the Apostle Paul addresses the issue of wisdom and is mindful of many that would make this pilgrimage up to Delphi in order to gain, drum up wisdom, he stresses to these believers that this worldly wisdom doesn't work. This worldly wisdom is empty. The note then, verse 22 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. So he not only stresses the fact that, the, that, that worldly wisdom is not effective, worldly wisdom is empty, but in verse 22 he spells out the failure of seeking, in seeking this worldly wisdom, and he draws a contrast between the Jew and the Greek. Note then verse 22, for the Jews require a sign. To the Jewish mind, seeing was believing. (laughs) Yet the Bible teaches the absolute opposite, does it not? The Bible teaches if you believe, you will see. Blind Bartimaeus believed first. He believed that the Lord Jesus could heal him. He believed first and because he believed first he was able to see. As Mark 10.51 reads, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. See, believing is seeing. Seeing is not believing. Just because people see, it doesn't mean that they will believe. The failure of worldly wisdom. And no doubt you've had people say to you, like I've had people say to me, well, if I could only just see Jesus Christ before me. If I could see with my eyes Jesus Christ walking on water, I would believe. That is not true. That individual will still make a choice whether to believe what they see or not. The failure of worldly wisdom. For the Jew who would say, seeing is believing. But note then verse 22, he goes on to say, the Greeks seek after wisdom. As if wisdom comes from man himself. That man is the embodiment of wisdom. The Jew would say, if I see it, I believe it. 
But for the...